feelings are self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm -hmm. Learn to control them no matter what. Learn to have your feelings match the life you want no matter what's going on in your reality. So I'm going to give you one last trick. Three magic words. When it comes to things going on in your quote-unquote reality that you don't like, I don't care. Those are the three magic words. It's not that you don't care. It's that you can't care. You can't allow your reality to make you feel bad. Someone dented my car door. I don't care. I'm lost in my beautiful dream world. I see me succeeding. I see me with all the love I can handle, all the money I can handle. And I stay in those feelings. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Jeff Buner. About 28 years ago, Jeff came across the writings of the richest man to ever walk the earth, Sultan Musa of Mali. No one's ever come close to this guy. Not Jeff Bezos, not Elon Musk. The Sultan could not talk openly about how he learned these secrets. So he embedded the principles of success in a fairy tale so compelling that centuries later, nearly everyone in the world is familiar with it. At the age of 12, Musa had a near-death experience in which he met a man made of light, who taught him how the world works, how creation works, contained in his writings is something called the language of gods. When you speak this language, the world obeys your commands. As Jeff just dabbled in speaking this language, some very strange coincidences occurred. So he got serious about speaking it. And his whole world changed. He went from 60000 a year co- concrete guy to making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in a new business that just dropped into his lap. Over the past 28 years, Jeff has successfully mentored and coached countless others to speak this all-important language that changes everything. When you learn to speak the language, you can drastically improve your sales, success, fitness, relationships, and anything else you desire. It's all contained within Jeff's book, The Sultan's Seven Secrets. Jeff, thank you for coming on our show. Shahed, thank you for having me on. I love the way you say Sultan. I'm going to have to change the way I say it. How how, how do you say it? I've been saying Sultan. But Sultan so, sounds way yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. For me, there's just one God, right? Can you elaborate on that? What does this mean? Yeah, I'm going to go into this because I tell people all the time, there is a language, a special language that has nothing to do with words. And when you speak this language, the world obeys your commands. 
every time, all the time. It never misses. And you're speaking it right now. And this freaks people out, and it freaked me out when I learned about it. But the second you hear what this language is and how it works, you're going to know it's true. And it may even piss you off a little bit that you haven't understood it a long time ago. Anything you say in this language, that's the way it's going to be for you. And it brings up the question, why are there so many people who are different? Like they're guys out conquering the world, building skyscrapers, inventing cell phones. And then you've got people who really aren't doing anything and they don't believe they can do anything. Why the giant discrepancy? It's not your surroundings. It's not your family. People can come from all backgrounds and go either direction. So what is it? That's what we're going to get into today. And by the way, Shanette, we talked about before we jumped on that I love the name of your show, Super Entrepreneur. Because there's only two types. There are super entrepreneurs or there are broke entrepreneurs Uh in that no man's land and you want to get to super entrepreneur. I'm going to teach you how to speak this language of the gods. And On this episode today. Today. We're going to get into it. Let's go. Let's go right into it then. I've got to go back to a time in my life when I didn't understand this. And anything you do that you succeed at, it's because usually someone put their arm around you and taught you a trick. There's always a trick to it. And that shouldn't surprise anybody. There's a trick to everything. When I was a concrete contractor, there was an older guy, maybe 10 years older than me, who was just an unbelievable finisher. And I was trying to get to that level. And one day he came over and just tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, Jeff, just lighten up on the trowel. You're pushing too hard. And I thought, you got to put concrete's heavy. Soon as I lightened up on the trail <laughs> on my mag float, th- that changed everything. And just one little trick. So I'm going to teach you a trick. Now, I've got to tell you how this came to me, or it won't make sense. I can't just jump into it and tell you what yeah. it is. A little bit of background. I'm going to set it up. When this came to me is almost 30 years ago now. I was a concrete contractor and trapped. If you, I know people can understand this. I was trapped in a life of manual labor, working really hard all the time, no free time. And I could get by on what I made, like 60,000 a year back then, if nothing went wrong. But all kinds of stuff went wrong. I had one child who was born that cost $60,000, and I had no insurance. So there goes my whole year's worth of earnings. I was in trouble financially and just about every other way because at the same time this happened, my wife let me know that she wasn't happy And I thought she appreciated how hard I was working, that I was covering the bills. I was out there every day, but it wasn't enough. 
I never spent time with her. I never spent time with the kids, never helped with the kids. I only took three holidays off, you know, like the big ones. Saturdays meant nothing. That was just another work day. I took Sunday off, but slept half the day away because I was so exhausted. And she let me know that this wasn't the life she wanted. She needed a husband, not just a, a guy out there sending money home. And it, that was devastating to me. It really blew my mind because not that she said something had to change. That part didn't freak me out. But when I started thinking about how could I possibly change, how could I do something different, I realized how trapped I was. I couldn't even afford to quit pouring concrete because I was constantly trying to finish this job, get paid to pay for the concrete bill and steel bill two jobs back. And I was just so frustrated. So in this state of mind, if you can relate to it, mm -hmm. I started a new job for this couple who had everything I wanted and I could see no way to get there. They were obviously very wealthy. They were older. I actually referred to the woman as an old woman at one point, and she's probably younger then than I am now. But I thought of her as quite ancient at the time. <laughs> she had so much energy. So did her husband. They were just living this great life, remodeling these beautiful homes in great neighborhoods. And there was something special about them in that they would come and talk to us. Most people didn't do that. Wealthy people just stayed in their home or went off to work and we'd do our job in the back and really no contact. But they talked to us and they seemed interested in us, our lives. So I have this opportunity to talk to the woman one day and it started out really positive, uh, just me telling her how I just really admired her and her husband and everything they were doing and the way they were living. But it devolved, sadly, into me complaining. And the old shtick, I started telling her how I outworked everybody I knew, but I still in financial trouble. I couldn't see any way to get out. And at one point, she just turned around in the middle of my belly aching and walked away. And mm -hmm. it was very embarrassing for me. It, it was almost defeating. But thankfully, she came back a few minutes later and she placed a stack of papers in my hands. And she said, read this tonight and bring it back to me in the morning. Now, I don't know if, if how many concrete contractors, but my day started at 5.30 in the morning, and at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, my crew went home, but not me. That's when I went out selling new jobs, picking up supplies for the next day, mm. uh, collecting mm. money. I had to do a lot of that. So I thought, oh, lady, there is no way I'm going to read this paper. But that night, I did read the first page, and I stayed up the rest of the night reading the whole thing and taking copious notes. This manuscript told the story of the wealthiest man to ever walk the earth, Sultan Musa of Mali. 
This guy was unbelievable. He wasn't just rich, although he was unbelievably wealthy. But he was generous. He lifted his entire kingdom out of poverty. He took a warring bunch of warring factions and brought them all together, and the whole kingdom became happy, fun. They helped each other. They loved each other. They lifted each other, and the whole kingdom became wealthy because of this. The whole lifestyle of that kingdom was raised. The story of this guy is absolutely unbelievable. But he didn't start out with a great life. In fact, his father died when he was very young. And we're talking about the 1300s in West Africa. This event plunged him and his mother into unbelievable poverty. The type of poverty that you and I, Shahid, we, we can't even fathom being that poor. He had to steal food to stay alive. And there were many days where he went without any food at all. If he ate every other day, he was doing great. This is the kind of poverty he was stuck in. Made my situation look pretty good, actually. At the age of 12, he falls in with an older thief who tries to murder him rather than share the loot from a heist they pulled off together. He locks him in a cave and leaves him there to die, and he does. After several days, no food, no water, Musa perishes, and he has what we would call a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience. And he meets this being who he described, he never named him, Never said what his name was. He just said he was made of light and love. And he taught him some crazy stuff. And this is what I'm going to go through. I'm not just going to teach you what Jeff Buner thinks about anything because that's worth about nothing. But wait until you hear what Musa learned from this man made of light and love. Okay, starts out. The first thing he learned was that he was still alive, obviously, even though his physical body was back in the cave, dead. He had two bodies, a spirit body and a physical body. And it's the spirit body that has the life, the force of life in it. It's the spirit body that matters. Once your spirit body pops out of the physical body, it's worth nothing. Can't move, can't do anything, can't feel. It's the spirit that has the life. This is important to understand. The second thing he learned was that spirit body is a literal child of two godly parents. It's a child of God, literally. And it's immortal. The spirit body never dies. Then he learned that not only did he have two bodies, but he had two minds working simultaneously. There's the conscious mind, and then there's what we would call, what he called the veiled mind. But we're familiar with the concept of a subconscious mind. So I'm going to use those two terms interchangeably. He wrote down everything he learned from the man made of light. He was taught how creation works, how we work. And he was taught 
the answer to the question I posed earlier, why do some people just go light the world on fire and others don't do anything? And we all have the choice. We have the free agency to do one or the other or anything in between. But what makes the difference? He wrote all of that and he embedded the secrets to his success because when he came back, he used these principles he was taught to, as I said, become very wealthy and lift the whole kingdom up. He had to embed them in the fairy tale to save his own life. Think about it. This is the 1300s. You didn't just come out one day and say, hey, I died yesterday, everybody, but then I came back to life. And I met God while I was away. And he taught me things that our most learned scholars know nothing about. It's a quick way to get in trouble, maybe even killed. He wrote this fairy tale and used it as a segue to teach these principles that I'm going to teach you. I'm not going to teach all seven, but I'm going to teach you three that will change your life. And the, in them are, is this language of the gods. I'm going to teach you to speak it today. And you're, if you do it, you will see the evidence of things changing. Weird coincidences will start popping up. And the more you speak this language, the way I'm going to teach you to speak it, the more they'll keep popping up and they'll build on each other. Okay, so back to, he's a prolific writer and he, wrote, he writes this fairy tale. Now, I've written things. Shahed, you've written things, right? Do you expect that 600 years later, a thousand years later, almost everyone on earth is familiar with what you've written, any of your books, any of your poems? No. Everyone on earth pretty much is familiar with this fairy tale. And it's the fairy tale of Aladdin and the magic lamp. This was published in the 1600s by Antoine Gallant, but he was honest about the fact he didn't write it. He just translated it from a 300-year-old ancient Arabic text written by Sultan Musa of Mali. Now, there are three elements of that fairy tale I'm going to get into. The first element we have is Aladdin. Aladdin is a character. And Aladdin represents the conscious mind, that part of you that you think of as you. So Aladdin represents you. Then you have this all-powerful genie who can get you anything you want if you know how to summon it, how to talk to it, how to command it. And it only speaks one language. The genie represents this veiled mind, your subconscious mind. It's more powerful than you have any idea. It's put you exactly where you are, and it will keep you where you are based on what it believes to be true about you. Or in other words, what it believes about the role you're playing, because that's all any of us are doing. We're just playing a role that we're dedicated to, and we get into character and we meet any challenge or anything that's presented to us, 
the way that character would. And I'm not going to go too far into this, but that's the way it's set up so that you can learn from playing various roles. And that's it's all about learning and experience. But then we come to the most important part of the story, the most exciting part for me, and that's the magic lamp. The magic lamp changes everything for Aladdin. And it changed everything for Musa, and it changed everything for me. The magic lamp represents a piece of knowledge, some understanding, and it represents the language of the gods. Now, when I started playing around speaking this language, I'll give you a little taste of what happened. I don't like to talk too much about this in the beginning, but I went from being a $60,000 a year contractor when I started speaking this language in earnest to making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in a new business that just came to me. Now, when you're an entrepreneur, you either make it or break it based on great ideas. You need great ideas. You need resources. You need things to come to you. You need good luck. How do you get those things to come to you if you don't have them? If you don't have that next great idea, that next million dollar, $10 million idea, how do you get it to come to you? Because I guarantee you it's out there. Everything you want lives in that magical place out there somewhere. It already exists. And guess what? Your subconscious mind knows all about it. It's connected to all wisdom. All knowledge, everybody else's subconscious minds, and it's literally connected to God. So it knows where your perfect sweetheart is. It knows where that next big idea is. It knows where your new business partner is and how to have your paths cross. But it will not share any of that with the conscious mind unless it believes that information is congruent with the role you're playing. Okay, this creates a little bit of a problem, right? So if your subconscious mind makes true in your physical world what it believes to be true about you, and I promise you it does, I can demonstrate this and show it to you in so many different ways. Whatever it believes to be true, that's the way it's going to be for you. So here's the big question. Who told it what to believe? Answer, you did. You are right now telling it what to believe about the role you're dedicated to. And then it creates what we call subconscious beliefs. And whatever it believes, that's the way it's going to be. And you can know what it believes. Think about any aspect of your life, finances, your relationship, your level of fitness or health, and instantly it will feed you specific feelings. If you think about your career and your ability to make money and what you've got in the bank, you're instantly going to feel good, neutral, positive, bad, whatever you feel. 
is exactly what your subconscious mind believes to be true about you. And like I said, whatever it believes, it's going to make true and keep true in your physical realm because it cares about congruency. That word is what your subconscious mind is all about. That's what makes me, me, and people can count on, hey, Jeff is going to react a certain way in every situation, and Jill is going to act differently, and Shahed is going to act even, he's going to be unique. It's your subconscious mind that gives you your personality. Okay, think of it this way. Think of the conscious you as an actor on a stage. And you could play a lot of roles, but you're dedicated to one right now, and you're in character and you stay in character. Your subconscious mind is the stage manager, and a really good one. It will set the stage of your life in a way that is congruent with the role it thinks you're playing. So let's say that you need something in your life to set the stage properly based on this role you're playing. And as you go through the days, you come to a day when it's not there. You're always speaking this language of the gods, and we're ready now to jump into it. Your subconscious mind will go get everything that you need to set the stage of your life the way that's congruent with your role. You don't have to worry about that. It just, it will do it. And that's why you have these weird, like, how did that guy get so lucky? And he always gets lucky. And then poor Jim over there, he can't buy a good idea. He can't buy good luck. It's almost a miracle that so many things go wrong for him. Okay, it's not because God is playing favorites. It's because the world is set up a certain way and your subconscious mind hears this language and obeys it every time. So what is it if it's not your words and it's not even the thoughts you're thinking? Yes. Say that again, Shahed. Feelings. Feelings is the language of the gods. Now, don't gloss over this. Don't think, oh, okay, feelings. Your subconscious mind, Musa likened it to an all-powerful genie that obeys one language. It doesn't obey your words, doesn't obey your thoughts. It's aware of those. It's even feeding you those. But it's not programmed by those. It obeys the language of feelings. And then it will make, it believes every feeling and will make your life congruent with your predominant feelings. So if I may, let me ask you a question right now. How do you feel about your ability to get great ideas to come to you on a consistent basis? How do you feel about your primary relationship, your romantic relationship, or your ability to get the perfect sweetheart to come into your life? How do you feel about your health and your fitness and your energy level? Because however you feel, that's the way it's going to be. Now, you might say, wait a minute, isn't it the other way around? You look at reality and I look at my reality and my relationship is what it is. My finances are what they are. And that's what makes me feel the way I do. 
No, I'm here to tell you it's the exact other way around. You Hmm. are where you are. You have what you have because of the way you feel on a deep core subconscious level. You can give somebody who's programmed, who believes subconsciously that they're going to be poor. You could give them a million dollars and you may not even have to wait a year and they won't have it anymore. Who will have it? Someone who's programmed to be wealthy. They'll have it. Okay. Let's say that, and I'm guessing that most things in your life are wonderful. There's only about eight aspects of life. But there might be two or three that are really bugging you. And finances, your business, your entrepreneurial enterprise might be one of those things that you want to elevate. You want, you need great ideas to come. You need good partners. You need opportunity to come to you. And it's out there. The way you get it to come to you is command your inner genie to go get it. It is literally that simple. Remember in the fairy tale, the genie only says two things. First is a question. What is wanted? What do you want? And it's always asking, what do you want? And you're always answering in the language of feelings. You're telling it in feelings what to go get for you. And then it says the other thing. Your wish is my command. Now remember, this fairy tale was written by Sultan Musa of Mali, who learned it from the man made of light and then put it into a fairy tale. But that's how it works. To drastically change your life, you have to drastically change how you feel about those aspects you want to change. How do you do it's... that? How do you do that? You look at your the pile of bills over there and you look at your checkbook and there's not enough in the checkbook to cover the bills. How are you supposed to feel good about money and finance? I'm going to tell you how. Pay close attention to this because this is your superpower. And you are a born pro at this. Your superpower is your ability to imagine and pretend. It's how you've learned everything. And as a child, you were naturally good at this. You could get lost in a make-believe world like nobody's business. And you could lock out reality. Your parents could have been living in a dumpy rental, hopefully temporarily. But you didn't care when you got lost in a daydream, that became a castle and you had all your horses over here and everything else that you owned all in your mind. And you'd get lost in this and you would feel the feelings associated with being a prince or a princess or the sheriff or whatever you were imagining yourself being. And guess what? The other kids could do it too. They would pitch in. We'd all say, okay, we're playing this and you're that and I'm this guy. And how would you just declare, I'm the prince. 
okay, fine. The other kid would say, I'm the king. And some of your girl would say, I'm the queen. And you'd start playing this game all in your heads. But you would feel the feelings associated with feeling powerful and owning stuff. Okay, let's bring it to today because this is what you need to do. Let's say you want to be a lot wealthier than you are. So what do you do? You start generating the feelings of being wealthy. How do you do that? You imagine having, okay, do it right now. Let's go through a little exercise. I want everybody to imagine that in your hands is a stack of $10,000 packets. And you can plug in the number, 90 or nine of them, $90,000 in your hands right now, $200,000, whatever number you plug in, I want you to imagine having that money in your hands to where you can feel the weight of it. You can see it in your mind's eye and then go spend some of it, pay off your car, pay off part of your mortgage, do whatever you want with that money. But as you get lost in that make-believe world, that daydream, you will feel the emotions associated with that dream. As you do this, you're going to know that, hey, this isn't real. I, I'm just pretending. It's just a daydream. Okay, but what about the feelings you're generating? Are those real? You better believe it, and your subconscious mind is listening. So I'm going to tell you something that's really important. You cannot, let me ask it a question first, and then we'll go into this. When is the last time that you felt what it's like to have plenty of cash, a loaded bank account, money hidden under the mattress of your bed, income coming in from all kinds of sources? When's the last time you felt what it's like to be wealthy? If the answer is, oh, it's been a long time, or never, I've never felt that, you cannot expect your all-powerful inner genie, your veiled mind, to go get you something that you have never commanded it to go get you. But if you play around with this, and you're going to need some help, I thought Shahed, I thought I could write the book, put it out there, people would get the concepts and, and go do it. But I've learned that the book is heavy on concepts. And for the last 30 years, I've been developing the games and techniques and tricks and hacks for myself to implement these concepts into my life because there's a real battle going on between reality and your beautiful dream world. And reality wants you to wants to suck you into it, get you to focus on it, and you're going to feel bad in some cases if you do that. Every successful person is lost in a daydream of who they are. They see themselves as special no matter what happens. They could lose 50 grand today, but they see themselves as wealthy and they see money coming in and they know they're going to make that up. Maybe tomorrow they make a hundred grand. Michael Jordan talked about being a child 
shooting the ball and every time he shot the ball it was the game winning shot and he could see the crowd jump to their feet cheering <laughs> whether the ball went in or not in reality he saw himself as the best basketball player in the world no matter what now reality happened okay fine he still, he never came out of that dream. And if something happened that wasn't congruent with that dream, all it did is make him work harder. The language of the gods, feelings. Mm. You learn to manage your feelings. And that's it. They're self-fulfilling prophecies. And that's what I do all day now, Shahed. I run workshops. I teach people how to understand their innate power. We're all junior creators. I told you earlier who your parents are, the ones that really matter. And what do kids do? They grow into some version of their parents. You're a creator. And that's what you're here learning to do. And it begins with controlling your feelings. And you mm -hmm. do that ability to imagine and pretend yeah it's very very similar to what we do as well we have this stick person and this represents the conscious mind subconscious mind body and these are the five senses how we see hear smell taste and touch these antennas that go into the conscious mind and from the conscious mind without knowing this filter we emotionalize things and we embed them in our subconscious over time and some genetics too. And then that operates 96 to 98% of all our results, perceptions, behaviors, the subconscious is responsible for. And then our body moves into action. And what people are doing, they're focusing on their results. They're emotionalizing their results and keep going into that vicious circle. So what we teach them to create this barrier strengthen their higher mental faculties, the will, perception, reason, memory, intuition, imagination. We show how to strengthen so we know how to keep that barrier for what's going into the subconscious mind and what's already there as a self-image. We show them how to uncover their true self-image, how they see themselves. Yeah. And then they start performing in that manner, just like our, our movie. They start functioning that way automatically because it's part of their their subconscious now that operates the body and they start creating the results this show is actually a product of this information you don't need me on you've got this down pat <laughs> but this is amazing how you have this story behind it this thing that is so old ancient it's just a story of how i came to the truths that you've come to and that, mm. that most people come to at some point. And yeah, it's the, yeah. story of how Musa learned it, then passed it on to me. And I'm trying to pass it on because the world needs what you're teaching now more than ever. Yes. Because as reality gets more and more intense and negative, it's going to suck you or try to suck your focus over and make you feel yeah. negative. You feel like you don't yeah. have a future. You don't have an opportunity. It's yeah. not true. It's not true. Yeah. I spend most of my life with the outside in way of being. 
and letting everything outside control my feelings. And it was a rough ride. And then now living from inside out, you feel like you take your power back. For me, is is that very close connection to the one and only God. So you just have that connection in a very deep manner. And then you uh, operate from the present moment and you just infuse everything that you do with that. So you feel like you're part of it all, that non-duality. You feel like you're one with everything. And then creation and doing all these things doesn't seem like a big deal anymore. It just seems like nature, like seeing a river flow by. Once you grasp what you're talking about and what I'm trying to talk about, you realize that everything is a miracle. This whole thing is a miracle. Yes. Your eyes even our birth. Yeah. Your birth, your d- even death, it's all a miracle. Yeah. The fact that the sun is just the right distance away yeah. from the earth, so we don't all burn up, but not too close yeah. or not too far away, or we'd all freeze to death. It's all a miracle. And when you yeah. start seeing life as one big miracle and then learn you have the power to create miracles. How? I teach in my workshops, faith equals imagination. The way you choose to see it is the only way you can do faith. And when you do faith, it's the source of miracles. Imagination is the source of miracles. Beautiful. I'll leave you with one last thought. And then again, Shahid, thank you so much for having me on. I feel like you're doing God's work. This whole teaching people to be a super entrepreneur is so important. Just having a job will suck the life out of you. But when you can generate enterprises, there's nothing more exhilarating, especially when you know how to get all the great ideas, all the resources, all the finance, everything you need to come to you because it's all out there. You're off on the most, the best adventure ever invented. It's a beautiful adventure, yeah. Seize yeah, said. your feelings. Feelings are self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm-hmm. Learn to control them no matter what. Learn to have your feelings match the life you want, no matter what's going on in your reality. So I'm going to give you one last trick. Huh. Three magic words. When it comes to things going on in your quote-unquote reality that you don't like, I don't care. Those are the three magic words. It's not that you don't care. It's that you can't care. You can't allow your reality to make you feel bad. So you have to say... Mm-hmm. I don't the care. indifference of things. Yeah, some, someone dented my car door. I don't care. I'm lost in my beautiful dream world. I see me succeeding. Mm-hmm. I see me yeah. with all the love I can handle, all the money I can handle. And I stay in those feelings no matter what. And it's for... It's the- it's the love for this gift of life, being life itself. You, yes. you naturally become indifferent. And when oh. you say, I don't care, it's not in a negative sense. It's more in, right. a, I am thankful and grateful for whatever experience I'm gifted with, because my presence here is one of the best gifts ever. So whatever is happening for a reason, in my point of view, 
I'm okay with it. So challenges and, and good things, bad things, you're just okay. It's just neutral. You're indifferent. So it adds a lot more to how you feel because now you feel great. Then you just have that, you keep that power with you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's just perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect place to maybe end this because you Thank just nailed you. it. You nailed it. Complete faith is the key. And obviously, audience, complete faith doesn't just come, especially when we were brought up from a young age into the, the place where you are right now. Through these experiences and not having those filters, we allow those experiences to define us when the past doesn't define us. It, it doesn't at all in the present moment. You're a brand new person in this moment. You're new. You're, you, you can create something beautiful from this place. But what we do is we spend too much energy in the past or the future, creates anxiety, it creates frustration. But when we stay in the present moment and you learn by working with gentlemen like Jeff, you learn how to create that faith because you should have faith for especially being in this experience. I would say that I heard this somewhere and I, I started saying, I wish I knew who, where I heard it or who's the author of it. It takes a hundred million seeds before one of us is born. Now, in my point oh. of view, that's pretty special for us to be alive. Like here, that means there's some reason, there's something special about our existence, each individual. I love that because it makes you feel lucky understanding yeah. that right off the bat how yeah. lucky you are. You're a one. In yeah. How many hundreds of millions did you say? hundred million, hundred million seeds oh before God. a baby is born. So you're a fast swimmer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a fast swimmer. You're a go-getter. You make things you're happen. You're very optimistic. Yeah, you're optimistic. You're looking for greater good. You can go upstream. The challenges, whatever happens, you just go right through it. You, you're going to hit your target. You're going to make it. You got to make sure the feelings are in place. Thank you for taking the time to come on our show. It was a great episode. Yeah, and definitely keep in touch. Will do. Listen, I'd like to put the name of my the website sure. out where people can download Please. the book for free, The Sultan's okay. Seven Secrets. You can download the video book, which is just me speaking the book, absolutely free by going to sultansevensecrets.com. That's the number Great. seven, sultansevensecrets.com. And you can be speaking the language of the gods this evening, all day tomorrow. And I promise you, as you change the way you're speaking this language, you will see the evidence show up. There will appear as little coincidences, but you'll know what you're looking for. And your confidence will go right through the roof when you see it. Again, thank you for having me on. My pleasure.